going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the remember country music podcast i'm kyle corbus uh i'm super excited today this is one i've had in my calendar for a really long time and uh and i've just been looking forward to it so um i get to welcome drew parker onto the show if you're a songwriting fan and you're a music fan you're a country music fan you absolutely know who this guy is uh and if you don't know who he is you're about to find out so drew thank you for coming to hang out with me man i appreciate it i'm excited to talk to you i'm excited to learn about your music story and um you know get into all the good stuff thanks for coming to hang yeah man thanks for having me i appreciate it uh i i'm a massive podcast fan and i'm also obviously a massive country music fan so being able to join the two things together <laughs> uh and get to be a part of is really cool uh, i appreciate that you know what's funny is like uh I mean, I've been doing this for a few years at this point, but prior to this, I really, I didn't listen to podcasts. Now I listen to podcasts all the time now, but I didn't listen to any podcasts. I don't know why. I don't know what it was, but I just, I don't know. I never got into them. I think they're great now. I don't you know. know what it was. I, and I don't know. I, part of me thinks uh, the pandemic like brought podcasts to life. I don't know if that's true, um, but I would say that's about when I like really, yeah dove into podcasts and now like i mean to be honest i only listen to music on friday when new music comes out and i go listen to that and then you know if i'm like doing something random like swimming in the pool or just riding around the golf course or something i'll listen to music then but for the majority of my time like riding in my truck uh, headed to a right i'm listening to a podcast Wow. That's interesting. Okay. So, so it's funny. Cause I, I think that you're right. I think that the pandemic definitely brought the podcast out in people. I mean, that's, that's when I started mine, right? Literally in this room, just by myself, one episode, rest is history. Right. But I think you're right. Like I, 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 I don't think like people were that crazy on podcasts until they had nothing else to do, but listen to podcasts. So I think you're totally right. But um, that, that's really interesting because for me personally, like I, pretty much always listen to music and i think that that's probably why i'm a human jukebox but but i listen to podcasts when i'm doing something is that weird i don't know if that's weird uh no i don't think that's weird uh at all um you know i i think for me it's like a podcast is my way of like escaping from yeah. i mean my you gotta like my life is consumed with well, music. That's, that yeah. is, that's all i do like and, and I will say, like, I mean, I'll, the moment I wake up, I'm like trying to think of what am I going to write about today or thinking of ideas. And a lot of that, you know, I, I get asked a lot, like, what inspires you to write songs? And it's really other songs. Yeah. And it's also like just things that I hear in conversation, which is why I enjoy podcasts. Sure. That's a really good point. It's, I've heard before that. And it's cool that that those that podcasts inspire you, because I've heard. I've heard like all the stuff, right? Like people are like other songs. And, and I, I heard one guy say uh, movies actually inspired him a lot and, and reading, he reads a lot. And, and that was a big part of it too. And I like to hear that aspect of things. I'm not that big of a reader. Uh, I like reading biographies basically, or autobiographies uh, occasionally. Like right now I'm, I'm reading Craig Morgan's autobiography, but it's, nice. it's taking me a, skipping a stone here. Not because it's not good, just because I'm not a good reader. So I, it just takes me forever. Um, but I think that that's a cool uh, aspect of things because I don't know, like anything can inspire you. I like listening to podcasts about like um, not necessarily music, which is ironic, but I like listening to podcasts about like uh, TV shows and and movies. And like it's now coming out of the woodworks for like these people who 
were on TV shows and actors prior are now doing a podcast together. I think that's cool. I think yeah. that's things is cool i don't know that's that's my little spiel but i love that that's like part of your inspiration because i think that's really cool um so we're gonna get into a ton today obviously we're gonna get into this new ep because it rocks i've been burning my speakers with it and it's fantastic i love it um so we're gonna dive into that but i kind of want to start it with um just kind of the beginning right like right now you like you're on a pub deal and, and you're doing the artist thing right and personally like i've been around since as a as a fan of yours i've been around since probably uh, the 2018 days, right? Like that self-titled EP has been like kind of my, my introduction to you. I obviously remember, um, the song that you released in 2015 or 16, uh, slow down small town, um, which I remember, you know, a much younger Drew Parker, but, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. like where did that all start for you? Right. You're from Georgia. Um, obviously country music is country music and it's been there and it's evident. Like we don't need to dive down that rabbit hole, but, but, you know, how did that all start for you and lead to your uh, move to Nashville later on? Yeah, I mean, you know, so I uh, I grew up, my dad is a, is a massive music fan, just yeah. music in general. Um, and so it always seemed like growing up on Friday or Saturday, anywhere that there was going to be live music that a kid could get into. <laughs> so whether it's a festival or a church or anything where there's going to be music, my dad that's where our my family was yeah um and so I, I was exposed to touring artists at a very young age um just because my dad was a fan of anybody playing live music so we would go see whoever and so it it was this thing that I was exposed to early on I was like I want to do that so the first outlet for me was to obviously uh sing in church and so that's kind of where it started for me um singing in church, my church that I grew up in. And then one thing led to another. My dad went and bought me some sound equipment and we started packing up my mom's expedition and driving all across the state of Georgia, playing in churches on Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. And I did that for a very, very long time. And I mean, majority of my childhood, I think I recorded my first CD when I was 10 years old. Wow. And I did that up until I was 18 in 2008 well 2008 the economy crashed the 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 church uh music industry kind of it didn't die but it it slowed down a lot at least for a guy like me who not a ton of people knew i was also a young guy it wasn't my means of living Um, people that you know that was their life and that was their job they were you know obviously staying busy still but yeah um, it just kind of went away um and so for me to fuel my passion of music, I started learning how to play guitar. Nice. Um, I started playing open mics. Anybody, any restaurant, any pizza joint, anybody that would let me sit on a stool and play cover songs, I would go and, and ask if I could do that. Yeah. So I started doing open mics and then that led into like more regular, you know, playing at the same pizza joint once a yeah. month and whatever. Um. And that's kind of how that's kind of how I got started um, at a very you know young age, and then you know it just it led to other opportunities, and yeah. you know I, I guess it was probably man I was probably well, I'm, well I moved to Nashville when I was twenty four, um, and so I would say probably around twenty two is when I was like maybe I should 
maybe I should like really try to do this thing. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, so was there like a, was there a, a learning curve in terms of like going from the church to these open mics? Cause one, you're saying all cover songs that you, some of them you're probably not singing in the church, but two, is there like a, was there like a, um, like an acoustics difference, right? Cause like being in a church, it's like this, this hollowed room and everything sounds a lot more crisp. Let's say the word is. And then obviously, you know, people are there and they're listening. Like, was it a little discouraging as a, you know, 18, 19 year old guy, just trying to make his way now trying to figure it out. And you go from a room of let's say 50 or 60 people and their eyes are on you. They're focused on you. And now you're going to a room of maybe the same amount and maybe 20% are focused on you. Maybe not, but you know, maybe, maybe they're focusing on other things. Is that hard and discouraging as a guy to keep going because people aren't just not paying attention? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. definitely humbling for sure. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, you're sitting there playing, you know, songs and also too, like at a very early stage of that, I mean, I, I was just learning to play acoustic guitar and people yeah. would come up and they would, you know, say, can you play this song? Like as a request. And you're like, uh, no. I don't know. <laughs> And so, you know, I mean, but it's, I think, you know, that's part of paying your dues, yeah, you know, yeah. it's being put in uncomfortable positions, but also too, I think the biggest part of paying your dues in that aspect is what you really learn very early on in those days is how to entertain a crowd and how to keep a crowd. Yeah. I think that is very important and it is, it's very important even, you know, to the stage that I'm at in my career now to have learned those things. It's like, all right, you 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 take so much time and you try to learn. All right, while I'm playing this song and and I and I'm going to go into this next song, what song do I need to go into next sure. that is going to keep the guy that's already watching me and is enjoying it? What's going to keep him watching the next song instead of going and getting a beer at the bar? Yeah. Like, how do you keep them engaged the whole time and entertain? And I think that is like you learn those things from day one. Sure. And I think it's very very important, but. Uh, yeah, it's very humbling to go from uh, the church to the bar because nobody really at the bar cares about you very early on. Um, <laughs> That's what makes it great. Is like you got to yeah. break through that wall. What I like about what, what everything that you just said is that you started so early, right? Like, um, although I think social media is a great tool, it's helped me out a great deal. I think there's a disservice with social media because so many people are so comfortable uh, by playing in front of their phones, which is great. Like you, you, you want people to put the content out there. To, like that that is your first lifeline is to show someone what you got is by posting there but but yep. to uh hone in and really focus on that does you a, dis a disservice because now you have you know a 15 year old kid playing in front of his phone then you had a 15 year old drew parker playing in front of 60 people in a church right like it's it's different it's different there's and negatives think, and positives to it but yeah. yeah and i think you know that's that's like a learning curve for a lot of those people yeah you know, I know, you know, I've heard stories about, you know, the the social media artist or whatever, you know, gets out in front of a live crowd for the first time and absolutely freaks out. Yeah. Um, which is not a bad thing. It's it's you know, I freaked out the first time I did it too. Sure. But like you gotta but that's a whole other thing because you're like showing up and you're playing for people who already know who you are and it's like very overwhelming. You they know? want your A game. They want your A game. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, which can be very, you know, frightening, you know, yeah. Yeah. but, um, yeah, I think, uh, just learning how to keep a crowd engaged, you know, like those things, that's kind of what you learn very early on that, that will help you sustain right. 
later into your career. Yeah. I think it's, 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 as a guy who goes to a lot of concerts, it's very important. You want to make sure you want to make sure that, that, that you're there and that you're not, that you're not losing that, that interest. Um, in terms of those early shows, who were some of the most memorable people that you went to with your dad that you saw? Oh, uh, I saw Jason Aldean play very, very early on at a, so his dad lived in the town, um, next to the town that I grew up in. Cool. And uh, Jason was living down in Macon, Georgia, but he had, his dad, had, he had come up and he was playing this thing called Deer Festival that they have in Monticello, Georgia every year. And uh, I don't know how old he was. He was very young. Um, but I remember seeing him at a very, very young age. Uh, my dad took me down there to see That's that. Awesome. I mean, nobody knew who Jason Aldean was then, you know. That's cool that your dad's pulling from that stuff, though. Like, I thought that, like, when you, when you told me that, and I'm sure there was a lot of this, I was expecting, you know, People that he loved that he that 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 he grew up with and that he grew up on. Um, but it's cool that like he that he just loves live music. I will say my dad was one of those first like guys that was more about discovering the next thing. Right. He had anything to do with discovering it. He just wanted to be he he was very intrigued with finding the next new thing and right. falling in love with that person. I think that's really cool, especially because that's you know. That's that's years before that started becoming a lot of people's like drive. You know what I mean? Like I wake up every day and I look forward to seeing who's the new talent out there. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, 15, 20 years after your dad was doing, you know what I mean? So um, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's really cool. Honestly, I'm the same way. I love the, I I love what's, you know, what's next. Yeah. Um, Right. It's cool. You know, I, What's cool about being here in Nashville is I, I like I know some guys that I think are going to be absolute sure. stars that no one knows about yet. Yeah. Um, like the first one that comes to mind is a guy named Wyatt McCubbin. He's the best. I mean, he. If you're listening to this, that guy, I'm telling you, watch out for him. And if he, you're listening to this, keep tuned. Two weeks from now, we have him on, so you can. Right. Hear yeah, love that guy, man. I tell he's, you, he's like the nicest guy ever, too. Like, what I'm telling you, that guy was, for one, he was born in the wrong decade. Yeah, but I'm glad he was born in the decade he was. Otherwise, we we probably wouldn't be as close as we are. But that dude, that dude is a superstar. He's an incredible songwriter, incredible singer, incredible guitar player. I mean, he is literally an all around talent. Yeah, um, that is just. Unreal to me. And, and that list, you know, it's not just Wyatt. That list goes on and on. And I'm so thankful that I get to be part of that and see those guys um, and get to write with those guys coming up. Isn't it cool that, like, that, like, you know, you've been in Nashville since you were 24? Like, this is the way I look at it, right? It's like you've been in Nashville since you were 24. Um, Wyatt's been there for a while, too. And, um, you know, you are an established writer. Right. Like you've you've written some incredible songs. Right. And, and you've done it like in terms of writing, like, you know, you know what you're doing. Like you are a veteran, whether you like to admit it or not, like, you know what you're doing. Right. And uh, but it's cool to see that, like, there's guys like you and there's guys like why. And the best part is, is like it just keeps going. Like the longer you're there, the more talent that's going to come in and the more talent that you allow that you allow yourself to associate with. Whether they be a 23-year-old hotshot that just decided I'm going to move to Nashville that you think is has a lick of talent that's good, right? Like, I think that that's the coolest part. It's like it's a carousel, and 
and you can find people like some of your heroes, right? Like you can find some of your songwriting heroes and write with them, but you can also write with some kid that you just think is, has a shot. Right. And I think that's really cool. And it, and it allows your music to stay really fluid in terms of like what you want to put out and what you want to write. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I've, I've noticed those things from guys that I grew up idolizing, you know, <clears throat> here when I got to town, I'm like Tim Nichols, for instance. Yeah. I mean, Tim Nichols wrote Brotherly Love that Keith <laughs> recorded. And, and he also wrote uh, Heads Carolina Tells uh, California for Jody Messina and just got another award for it being a big hit again. Right. I, I mean, he'll write with anybody. Like yeah. he, I, I wrote a song called California Ain't For You. Uh, Love that song. And uh, I wrote that song. Just me and Tim wrote that. Uh, he didn't have to write with me. I had nothing at the time. Absolutely nothing. There was I had nothing going for me um, when Tim Nichols wrote with me, but he did. And it's like finding guys like that who will believe in you early on, but also just treat you and, and let you, and let, I think the bigger lesson that Tim Nichols writing with me taught me, mm-hmm. um, not only does he give you a schooling lesson on, on lesson on how to write songs, but um, I learned that you can never, you always have to stay encouraged that something could happen with whatever's going on because there that's the only reason he would have ever written with me of him going, well, I don't know this guy, never heard a song he's written, never even heard him sing. But one person said that I should write with him. So I'm going to trust that I should write with him. And he did. And, you know, I think I've learned that from a lot of people or from him and from other people too. You never know what is stepping foot in this town and what's stepping in foot into the songwriter room yeah. and that's taught me for one don't ever cancel a write <laughs> um and unfortunately i have canceled my fair share but it's because i they get booked and then i end up having to go play shows and sure. but if you can help it do not ever cancel rights and always show up on time and always put in the work it's you know i think there's more to songwriting than just showing up at 11 o'clock and starting to write a song mm-hmm. I think when you show up at 11 o'clock, if you already have something going, have a song idea, have a melody to at least contribute to the room. Um, there's a lot of work that goes in on the front end of a write. You know, I've learned that from guys that I looked up to and I, I you know, I hope to one day be that guy for whoever's the, the new guy moving to town. I think that's awesome. Like that's exactly what I wanted to hear because like, you know, you know, like I love songwriting and, whether I do it myself or not, which I don't. Right. But there's, I have songwriter heroes that are just purely songwriters. And, you know, I've like dove into this stuff enough to know that like, you got to kind of adjust and give shots here and there because, because it really just helps you elongate your career and, and, and have better songs and, 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 you know, find that new talent. And, um, but I think you're right. Like anything, you know, there's, there's staples, you know, be a good person, show up on time, you know, do your homework. You know what I mean? Like those are the biggest things like do, do it the right way. That's totally it. I mean, you know, there, <clears throat> you could be, you could be an older writer. It's been here 40 years and had yeah. 30 and you look at, you know, what's going on with the social media thing and, and see you streaming and like, you're like, well, I'm not getting paid a ton to write with the streaming artist or whatever. And you just get all pissed off at the world. Yeah all these things, but man, I'm telling you the guys that show up with a smile on their face, excited to be there, excited to write a song, excited and, and love what they're doing. I mean, this is a writing songs and, and being in country music is the greatest job in the world <laughs> and show up and you're, 
you're excited about whatever it is, I'm telling you, positive things happen and you write really songs. Um, and that is that is evident. I've seen it happen to many, many people. Amen. Amen. I think that's that's important, especially if you're a young, young songwriter and, and a young aspiring artist and you're listening right now. It's like, you know, take notes at this point, honestly, because it's true. Like it's it, it is the greatest thing in the world. And and, you know, you have a very large footprint on the industry and I have a very small footprint on that industry. But nonetheless, those footprints are there. And that's really important. And it makes it fun. And I, it's just the best. It really is just the best. I, I say that every week that, that it really is the best. And, and it truly is because if you know me, like, you know, that I eat, sleep, breathe and die this stuff and you do the same thing. And I think that's really cool. You you moved to town, you're a writer for, or you are a writer still, but you, you started being a writer and you've written for, you've written Luke Combs songs. Um, you know, you, Jake Owen, like there's, there's a list I can go on and on. If we wanted to read out the list, we'd be here for, you know, two hours, but you know, you, you've written a bunch, right. Um, when you're coming up and writing with guys like that, right. And like, especially like Luke, like I know you write a lot of songs, Luke, right. Like, is that they always say like, it's awesome to see your friends win. Like how cool is it to just see the growth from where you started, especially yourself? Like, like, you know, it goes both ways, but like, how cool is it to see that growth from where you started to where everyone is now? Like, would you have imagined that in a million years when you moved to 24? No, uh, <laughs> I, I met, you know, Luke specifically, I met Luke Combs in a bar in Rome, Georgia, nine years ago. Awesome. He had moved to Nashville. He had been in Nashville, maybe nine months, maybe something awesome. like that. Um, I wasn't living in Nashville yet and we just hit it off and yeah. he, Man, I just moved to Nashville. You should come up and write some songs. And so I was like, well, no one's ever invited me to Nashville to write songs. So <laughs> do that yeah um, and he was really the kick in my rear end to get me to really like you know buy into me being talented enough to, to try to do this and he made me believe in myself and um he's been a great friend i'm so fortunate that i've you know to, to have written songs with him and you know fortunate that he's kept me around and and <laughs> let me keep writing songs yeah. Man, I'm telling you to watch his career explode and, and be there on the front end of it and watch it from, I mean, nearly the beginning. I mean, yeah. I, I met him, you know, like I said, not long after he moved to Nashville and I've been able to watch him just explode and it's been really cool. And I'm, I'm going to Europe with him this year to, to open up some shows um, on his tour in Europe, Europe. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that, but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I, I got a piece of advice very early on from a guy who just um, passed away not too long ago. Um, but he he was a songwriter out of Athens, Georgia, and he wrote uh, some hits for, for Reba McIntyre. And um, he told me, he said, I was, I was asking him for some advice, and I said, hey, uh, what, what's a piece of advice you'd give a, a new up-and-coming songwriter? And he said – find an artist that you believe in more than you believe in anything and try to write with them as much as possible. Wow. And I didn't realize it at the time, but you know, looking back on the last nine years, Luke Combs has been that guy for me. Yeah. And I, I remember, you know, playing, still playing my open mics and little things down in Georgia after I had started writing with Luke and literally saying on the microphone, I wrote this on my friend, Luke Combs. You don't know who he is, but I promise you, Remember the name because you're going to know who he is. That's I love awesome. saying that. And I mean, you know, it's 
that's exactly what happened. And awesome. I'll never forget a guy named Bruce Birch uh, gave me that that piece of advice, and uh, it's it's been it's held true for me. That's incredible. Do you remember what song that was? Oh, uh, probably "Lonely One." Uh, yeah, was- nice. It's a great song. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I, that's I think it's great advice. I really think it is because, like, you know, obviously, like everyone has their circles, but like, if you really believe in someone, like, and you can obviously write for anyone you want, but if if you really believe in someone, it goes a long way because you you're on the same wavelengths. You're your friends. You like the same things, right? You listen to the same music. You kind of know the direction that you're going to go. It yeah, just I mean, that's where all those you know I feel like really really good songwriter artist relationships yeah. really just being friends. I love it. So do you, um, in, 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 and, and we're going to, I'm going to cycle this into this uh, new EP here that I want to talk about, but, um, you know, in Nashville in 2023, right. Do you, and, and like, even when you moved to Nashville at, at uh, 24, like, like you like a certain type of music, right. Is it tough for you, especially as a writer, especially as an artist now to kind of, um, you know, continue to, buy into your style of music which i think is fantastic and never change but like is it hard in a world where music is evolving so much to to you know stick true and not and not buy into what someone's telling you or or to tell you to do something a certain way like is that difficult for you and like you know i'm sure that there's a lot of new artists that feel this there's like a lot of really fresh artists that feel the same way where they're like oh i don't know like if i could do it my way but obviously we've seen people do it that way but um like is that tough for you uh, no, okay. it's, it's not for me. And, and, you know, I, th- I think it probably is for some people. It's not for me at all. Cool. Um, I moved here to do one thing and one thing only, and that's what I know how to do and what I can. Do. Um, and honestly, to be, to just, to be honest with you, if it, if, if it, if what I do had never worked out, I would have been okay with that. And I could have just, I would just pack my bags and gone home. You'd because, probably still be doing it anyway. <laughs> well, right. I, I never intended to move here and do anything other than 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 be who I am and be honest and genuine who I am and write songs that you know that I love. Right. Um, yeah, but I, I think I've you know I've, I've I've seen people you know chase one thing and I, if you're all if you're chasing something you're you're already behind. Sure. Already way behind. Yeah. Um, I show up every day with the intention of just being honest and true to who I am. And I feel like if I love something enough and am passionate enough about it, there's also a crowd out there that's as passionate about, about it too. Um, And that can be with anything, you know, I mean, if somebody loves drinking out of red solo cups all the time, there's also someone else that loves it too. Like it's not, it's not, this isn't rocket science, you know, not not at all. if one person loves fiddle in their country song, there's more than one person that loves fiddle in their country song. Right. right. So I don't think that you have to, you don't have to try to go be what is like extremely cool right now. I agree. Morgan Wallen is on top of the world right now. We all know that. If every, if every artist starts going and trying to be Morgan Wallen, you're, you're wasting your time. Absolutely. Like you're, be who you are and let the people who love who you are find you and fall in love with that. And then it will explode. Like that's like the most important thing, but I've never, it's never been, I think a lot of people struggle with that, but for me, it's like that to me, that's not, it's not hard to be yourself. It's the easiest thing you can do. I agree. I totally agree. I think in a world of social media, it is, it is a lot of things that people struggle with because they see all these people doing a certain thing and they feel like they have to, uh, 
they have to morph into someone that they ultimately are not. What I think is the coolest thing about what you said is, is I'm up here in Northern New Jersey, right? Like that's where I live uh, for now. Like that's where I am. And uh, a few weeks back, um, you know, one of my musical heroes is Cody Johnson. Uh, you know, I started listening to him 10 years ago, did a lot for me as a person and, and at that time in my life. Right. And um, what I love is that, is that I saw Cody for the first time, probably about a month ago. Right. I drove an hour to Connecticut to see him. Um, and I was in this room and all I could think about, well, one, everyone sung every single word. There was not one word that wasn't sung. Uh, the second thing is that all I could think about is that there is in a world, in a region of the country where uh, country music is not the norm. Um, there was all of these people. There's 6,000 people in this, in this arena that, loved this one thing this one constant and this was this type of country music right and that was the coolest thing to me because i i look around and i'm like man you got all these people that that probably just go back to their normal nine to fives you know tomorrow morning but they are absolutely this is the best time of their life right now and it was the coolest thing because i was captivated right like like i've been waiting to see this guy forever for a decade right and and uh the fact that I was there and everyone was loving it made it that much better, made it absolutely that much better. And you listen to a guy like that who is, uh, you know, now just incredible and everyone loves him. But but it took him a long time to get to that point where people accepted his type of music, unfortunately. Right. And and you sit around and you you go, damn, like this stuff, like this is there's nothing better. It doesn't get any better than this. I'm sure he feels the same way when he gets out there and plays every night and there's not an empty seat in the house. Like that's, uh, but I, I totally agree. Like be, and, and that is the epitome of someone who's exactly themselves and, and doesn't really feel like changing for anyone. Um, so I don't know. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. And you know, it's, it was a cool moment. So the CP here, let's dive into this. It came out, I think a couple of weeks ago at this point, six songs at the end of the dirt road, uh, at the end of the dirt road, I believe was the first song to come out in the EP and then the rest followed. Right. Um, it's fantastic. It's in my opinion, your best stuff by far. Uh, I loved it and I, I love it. And I'm saying that as a guy who really loved the while you're gone EP as well. But I, for some reason, I think this might be a step up. That's much my personal opinion, whether you agree or not, but it's six songs and I think it's fantastic. I want to talk about it. I want to break it down a little bit and I just think it's great. So congratulations. Thank you. Uh, yeah, super proud of this EP. Um, it's been a long time coming, you know, I've been wanting to put new music out, you know, for a long time and, but wanted to make sure I had the right songs and, yeah. you know, this is different for me. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've matured a lot since I put out the Wire Gone EP. I mean, I was, I, I'm a father now. Like I wasn't a dad when I put out the Wire Gone EP, you know, um, I've had, you know, some other hits as a songwriter. I feel like I've truly matured and found really who I am. You know, although I've stayed consistent, it's just become more relevant. Okay. Yeah. This I pinpointed who I am even more as an artist with this EP and um, it's fun. It's fun to play on the road. And I, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, not everybody knows my music. Not everybody knows who I am. I still wanted to make sure that this EP you could listen to, and if you never heard me before, you would know exactly who I am. And so it's kind of why we went with the songs that we went with. And uh, man, I'm super proud of it. People seem to be really, really loving it. Um, having a lot of fun with it on the road. Uh, people are already singing the words. And so it's it's a lot of fun. That's incredible. I I, I think that you're right. And, I, and I, I love that you said that, like, you know, like 
you just feel a little bit more mature now. Like, obviously you're right. Like you're a dad. Right. And that's, that's a huge step. And, and, uh, it's not that, that, you know, what I'm trying to say is that these songs are, are, uh, are part of your life now at this point. Right. Um, you know, that doesn't mean the other songs are not, the other songs are great, but it's at a different point in life. And you're, you're more mature to the point where you've seen more, you've done more, you've been through more. Right. And it's like, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot cooler now. And they, they probably mean a ton. And and I think that they're great. Uh, what is your, if you, I, I don't even want to ask, but I'll tell you what mine is. My favorite is, is King of Country Music. I think it's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's pretty much a perfect song. Um, I also love She's on a Roll. I love them all, but for some reason, King of Country Music really stuck out. And I think it's really cool to have to have Mallory on there with you too. I think that's awesome. Like, what is that? What does that song mean to you? Yeah, you know, I, I think a part of the whole maturity thing and, and maturation of, of this EP, you know, is not just like I've, I've pinpointed who I am. I'm a yeah. dad, but it's also like maturing enough to to know, hey, I don't, I I don't write every song I write is not the best song ever. Right. So let's go find some of the best songs ever. And so there's three songs on this EP that I did not write, which if you know me, you may think that's crazy because, you know, I do write a lot of songs, yeah. um, but also I have a mad respect for songwriters in this town who still are true, genuine songwriters. Um, and, and wanted to tip my cap to those guys and find some of those songs that have never been recorded and, and go record those at the end of the dirt road was one of those. Um, I love you longer was one of those. And King of country music was one of those uh, King of country music was written by Mark Beeson and Alan Shamblin. And I was talking to my producer, Phil O'Donnell. And I said, Hey, I bet you Alan Shamblin, uh, Alan Shamblin wrote house that built me. He wrote, I can't make you love me. Um, he wrote, I mean, the lit, that list is it, of like some of the greatest songs ever. So I told my producer, I said, I bet you Alan Shamblin uh, has a song in his catalog that would make my head turn inside out. Yeah. <laughs> Phil and Phil goes, well, I'll ask him. So Phil texted him. And the first song that Alan Shamblin sent back to him was King of Country Music. Wow. It only took one. It only took one. That means he's got about 10 more that also turn your head inside out unless you're, you're really looking. That's crazy. That is absolutely wild. I love that you did that. It's it's funny because like you know you know I went through the liner notes and, and that stuff and and I noticed that there was a few that you weren't on and, and and I didn't find that crazy. I found it surprising maybe a little bit, but it wasn't anything nuts. I wasn't like wow, you know Drew's not cutting his own songs. Like I didn't. That doesn't matter to me because I'm a firm believer of like if someone writes a song and it speaks to you, it's meant for you. Like that's that's the point. Like you probably could have written it, but just someone wrote it first and they wrote it you know, well enough where you're like, okay, there you are. I'm really, I'm a really firm believer in that, you know, talk to enough people that also cut outside songs on occasion. And that is my one thing where it's like, Hey, uh, you know, this is, this is okay. So I love it. And I love that you paid homage to these guys that have been doing it. Right. Um, I think that's, that, that's absolutely fantastic. And then on, on the contrary, right. Like you have, you have songs that you written with or that, that you're writing on like Eric Dillon's on middle of nowhere class. Right. And driver Williams, who obviously is, is badass, and, 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 uh, you know, Brock, Brock Barry Hills on one of them, James Rogers, like there's, there's Jordan Walker, like the, the list goes on. Like there's a ton of talent on the CP. There's only six songs. Like, I think that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I, I would love to have cut more, uh, and but maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll dig into some new music. Maybe you know, maybe 
hopefully not too far down the road. <laughs> no, not too far. Gotta let it marinate. Gotta let it marinate. But uh, yeah, man, super proud of these songs. You know, there's something. You know, I feel like there's something for every aspect. At the end yeah. of the day, that's the song that you can listen to, and to me, you can learn a lot about who I am, the way I grew up. Um, you know, the way that I think, the the music that I listen to. To me, that's what in the end of the dirt road does for me. Yeah, it tells you all the things that I love in one song. Uh, she's on a roll. That's a very influential song. I love soulful music. I'm yeah. a Michael McDonald fan. I sat down to write a song um, that I thought the Doobie Brothers could record mm-hmm. and that, that I could envision uh, Michael McDonald singing. That's what She's on a Roll was with a incredible country music lyric. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there was that. And then there's My Baby Does, which to me is just a good old George Strait love song. That's right. That's me kind of channeling that. Um, it's just all, it's, it's all you, like, that's what it is. And I think that's fantastic. Like, like we talked about and, and we continue to talk about, it. like, you're not, you're not evolving. You're, you're just staying true to yourself. And that's, that's exactly what this is. And I think that that's exactly how, how the music should be. And, and, uh, you know, how it should, I mean, I guess it depends, but like, I think that's why music, why people love music, why they connect with it. Cause you know, there's someone out there, no matter where they are in the world that are saying, wow, like, you know, this, like this she's on a roll song is really like hitting with me and I can listen to it all the time and every day and back to back and all that stuff. Right. Like, like, I don't know that for me, that's really, really cool. And I think that's fantastic. Like for example, CMA fest, right? Like that just happened and you got to play these songs, right? Like that's gotta be cool too, because you know, 10 years ago, did you see yourself playing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just all a full circle moment. It's like, did you see yourself one playing there two playing original songs? I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, I, probably not. If you <laughs> you asked me ten years ago, I'd be like, no, no chance. <laughs> uh, but you know, I did. That just comes with all the hard work uh, yeah. and believing and betting on yourself. Yeah. You know, you got to have, and you got to have that aside from having you know good songs. Uh, okay. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm super proud of this EP. Getting to play it at CMA Fest this past weekend. I mean, it's only been out. I guess a week and a half now. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, people are already singing the words to the songs. It's, man, I'm telling you what, it's been great. It's been the, my best release yet. You know, I, I, I hope that it would be. I had, you know, expectations for it to be, but you never know. You, you know, putting out music is not a, let me, re, I was about to say it's not a fun thing to do. It's a, it's a very fun thing to do, but it's also a very frightening thing to do. Right. right. Because you have, you have, trusted your fans yep. with who you are and, and you know your creative process and the art that you create and they have fallen in love with it and they've entrusted you to give them more of that yeah. and so you kind of have this like it's it's a little heavy the the weight is a little heavy of are they going to love this is this going to be good enough for them because at the end of the day your fans is are, that's who you service they have fallen in love with you they buy your merch they buy your tickets they literally pay your bills. Yeah. And so you want to make sure that you provide them with something that is going to continue to want to make them build a, be a fan yeah. and get them to go tell other people about who you are. And, you know, like it's a big duty because it's like the one thing that you're expecting someone to buy into that they have nothing to do with. Sure. Right. And so it, it is fun. I, I, I would never say that it's not fun, but it is, it is fun and it's frightening. 
it, okay. it is i think it's crazy yeah yeah i think i think it's totally frightening you're right because like you like you said before like it, it's been three years since we've heard new music right for the most part obviously like there's there's a single here and there but it, it's been three years since we've heard a bulk of music you're right like you don't know you, you the, and it's something you really back but how do you know that someone's going to feel the same way now now thankfully like they do and that's that's awesome but what if they didn't right like there's always a what if and in life there's always what ifs and that's why just go head first and everything and just figure it out when after you do it right you know what i mean it's like like it goes kind of full circle it goes back hey you got to bet on yourself and believe in yourself Uh, and if you are passionate about that somebody else out there if you're as passionate about it uh, somebody else out there will be too you believe passion shines through people can see it I do, but I th- also think um, that it's hard to display genuine passion. Yeah, I, I, it that is that is probably that's a great question. <laughs> that is one thing that I'm always nervous is never that I I'm always nervous and scared that I never portray it genuinely. I if I'm on stage and I'm singing songs and I and I and I take a break and I go, hey. Fans, listen to me. Thank you so much for spending your hard-earned money for being here. I, me and these guys on stage, we could not do this without you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I truly hope that the fan on the other side of that, hearing that, understands how genuine I mean that when I say it. Yeah. So, like, Pat, being passionate about that, sometimes I personally am nervous that the passion seems contrived or that I, it doesn't seem genuine. Um. That's honestly something that I deal with a lot. Yeah. You know, I, I, th- I wish it was something that I didn't have, but like, you know, some people deal with anxiety or whatever. And I guess this is a form of anxiety of wondering if people think that I'm being genuine about my words. Um, but yeah, that that's a great question. <laughs> well, I, I think that it's important, right? Because like, you're right. Like, and, and maybe this is fueling your fire, but you're right. Like people get up there and, and they... And, and, you know, whether, unfortunately, whether you're passionate about it or not, people get up there and, and preach passion about how thankful they are, but you never actually know you're right. And I know this little, I'm throwing gas on your fire right now because it's, but it's true. Like, like you never actually know if, if someone's really saying what they're, what they mean, but the, the, re, the way I know, and this, I don't, I don't, I don't believe this is always true, but like when I sit here and watch you talk about this stuff. Like you have the biggest smile on your face. And for me, like that's like that, that's a, that's a pure teller, right? Cause I smile all the time to the point where like it could get stuck. And yeah. it's just cause I, you love this stuff and and so do I. And so, so do a lot of these people, whether, you know, whether the ones that aren't genuinely passionate about it uh, are there or not. Right. Like either way, you're going to get out there and you're going to give it your all. You're going to give them the best show that you possibly can. And you're going to give them the best music possible. Yep. And Everything else will do the talking, right? Like you're going to write your songs, you're going to play your music and everything else is just going to drive itself. Yep. And I think that's really important. I think it is. Drew, man, thank you for coming to hang out with me, man. It's, I, I've been listening to you for a really long time and and as a, as a writer and as an artist, I just think you're absolutely fantastic and you're talented beyond belief. And I, I, I thanks for uh, giving me some of your time and, and talking about the CP and just, you know, sharing why you love country music. Uh, I, I, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks uh, for your platform. Seriously, thanks for what you do for guys like me, giving us a voice to fans that we don't know. You know, we need more people to (laughs) believe in what we do and help us spread, 
you know, our music and our message. And again, this is, this is my job. So, you know, this is how I provide for my little girl and yeah. my wife and, you know, having guys like you that believe in our music and are willing to share it and tell other people about it uh, means a whole lot to, to me and, and, and other guys like me. And, I, and I'm speaking for all of us when we say that. So thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, I'd love to do it again sometime. Hey, anytime you let me know down the line, we'll do it in person, grab a six pack, have a good time. I, I say, why not? Uh, everybody you can go follow Drew on Instagram at Drew Parker plays all one word and go stream his music, wherever you stream music at the end of the dirt road, six song EP. It's out now, go stream it, go blast it. Uh, it's perfect. You know, warm weather, windows open, all that good stuff. Go share it with your friends. And uh, why don't you tell me what's your favorite song? I, I think that that's always really cool. And I, I love to break down music that way. So if you have a favorite song, you say, hey, Kyle likes this song. I'm going to tell him. Please do. I, I would really appreciate that. But thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode. And follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern at 10 a.m. Central, wherever you listen to pods. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen, uh, it's there. Just type it on in and uh, give us a stream or 10, whatever you want to do. But thank you for tuning in to another episode of the RCM Podcast. I'm Kyle. That's Drew Parker. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.